Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive. You're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf. Our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food, including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners. Bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, NCHC Atlanta hockey fans, Big Ten hockey fans, anybody that's a fan of NCAA hockey. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It is our weekly staple. Uh, a raspy voice, Scott Strandy, still. Uh, for about a week now uh, in Centennial, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from about 10 feet below sea level in that beautiful estate on Long Island, New York. And uh, by the way, Paul, I, I was at Colorado College today, and I yeah. told Patrick Kazi, I said, uh, when you get a chance, go to uh, the mansion and take a look at it, take us some pictures, and send them back. So he said when he gets home, he's going to go buy your mansion. Listen, if he's looking for a mansion, he's going to have a long, long look. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, and, and how are you? I would, and listen, I, I'm not saying that he would not be welcome to come. And and I'll give him a Mountain Dew, although he probably doesn't drink diet. Um, um, he's more than welcome. I mean, it's it's entirely possible <laughs> – that I had run-ins with him when he was a little kid. Oh, entirely possible. Kid. All right. In his dad's pro shop, he might have been too. I can't even. I can't even believe it was back in the mid '90s. So he was uh, probably just a baby. 
<laughs> he he said his dad. I and the reason I'm bringing that up is I I, I did two player profiles today. The last two at Colorado College, I, I visited with Patrick and I visited with uh, uh, Brian Hawkinson, and uh, it was it was so funny. We were talking about that, and he said uh, Danny Wake uh, grew up on the island as well and uh, right. lives about 20 minutes from him. So right. uh, I don't remember the city uh, Danny Wake's in, and that was even funnier. Is uh, this team getting ready to go to North Dakota? practicing today they go into the shootout and apparently their little plan is when in the shootout if you score you throw your stick into the crowd um there is no crowd but you throw it over the glass um and then the last guy that that shoots if he doesn't score the very last guy he has to go pick up all the sticks and apparently this was the first time for patrick Cosy today and to make it even more interesting they they throw him over the glass well, but then somebody, but then somebody goes around and stashes them around the arena, so you got to go all throughout the arena to find them all. And apparently, Danny Waite had put his up in the concourse area, and, and Patrick was not having a fun time trying to round well. up everybody's stick. But um, the Tigers are loose, Paul. They are very loose. Well, they should be. There's no pressure on them this weekend. None. Zero. Yeah, and you know, here's the unique part about it. Everybody said the second season for them started uh, today or yesterday or whenever, and uh, and I brought it up to both uh, Matthew Gleason today and to uh, Coach um, Chris Mayotte. I said, I think your second season started between the second and third period of that game on Saturday night in Denver, and they all agreed. Uh, Eighteen to six, they outshot the Pioneers in that third period. Outscored That's them, I three think. Three to one, by the way, not two to one, like you keep saying. Yeah, it was three to one. I didn't realize it was quite that bad, but it was three to one. Uh, they scored a couple of goals to to make themselves feel good about themselves, and make no doubt about it, Paul. Uh, everybody to a man in that Tiger locker room is thrilled to be going to North Dakota and not going back to Denver. They made it very clear today they want North Dakota. Uh, well, okay. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I would phrase it quite that way. Not, not like, not like they're going to, that, that, that they think that they're going to be the favorite because we know, and they know they aren't, but, uh, they prefer to play North Dakota in the big barn. Somebody from one of the other TV stations in Colorado Springs today asked Chris Mayotte, he said, uh, you know, how are you going to combat the the uh, environment at North Dakota and Ralph Engelstead arena, it's going to be a madhouse. And Chris said, isn't that what you play for? Don't you want to play in front of a madhouse? He goes, that's what we, that's what we wanted. That's what we've been hoping for. And we're going to use it to our advantage. Well, you, 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 I mean, the, the goal is silence the crowd, right? Yeah. The crowd yeah. Is and take, yep. Um, listen, it, it would not, it was not going to matter which team they played in this first round of the NCHC playoffs. Um, uh, I, I just think that, that the way that it's played out over the season, uh, maybe not playing four consecutive games against Denver was, uh, was in their best interests. And it's not that CC tried to lose to make that not happen. 
just the way it worked out is the way it ended up. Yeah, well, let me tell you this. But I asked him, I said, was there any sort of speech between the second, third period going like, hey, we got to get this on track or whatever? Uh, they truly believe, Paul, that they were going to be playing Denver. So they, their third period was not about we want to uh, we want to go do this and get ready for North Dakota. No, they thought not. they were playing Denver, and they thought they needed to set the tone for another series with North, with uh, Denver this weekend. Well, guess <laughs> but, what? Uh, um, they they won't be playing Denver this weekend. But what whatever they put in those drink bottles between the second and third period, they need to bring that with them to to, to Grand Forks. Oh, I believe it's packed. I believe it's packed. Uh, the other thing is, you know, they were shut out by by Denver three games and two periods yeah. this season. Uh, against North Dakota, they lost a 3-2 game. They were shut out once, 4-0. They and the other two games they played them, they were they lost, but they gave up three empty net goals trying to uh, tie a game. Okay. So they they feel like they are a much better match up with North Dakota than they were against Denver. I think Denver is in their head. I'll be honest with you. Well, if you look at the the game, the way the games went, it'd be hard to argue that. I I know that you'll, you wouldn't, you know, no one would admit that because you can't, but as outside observers and it happens, right? You go from year to year, and sometimes a team just has your number. Yeah, right? and sometimes uh, it just happens that way. Yep. Um, and the best example that I can give is um, in a different sport, but um, it was a year I believe it was nineteen in the late eighties where ASU had beaten Stanford in baseball. Eight out of nine times during the regular season, or some ridiculous number like that, and they got to the championship game and lost. Yep, yep. I mean, um, and you know, uh, you know, so you can't. It, you know, you just sometimes the team has a number, and eventually that number comes up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of numbers coming up, um, if you live in the Denver area, you might um, want to say that the Avalanche are going to be the happiest team in Denver tomorrow because with the Russell Wilson trade to the Broncos, the Avalanche just gave up five straight after a 3 nothing lead at New Jersey, gave up five straight to lose 5-3, to three, and the sky would be falling in Denver, trust me on talk radio if uh, if uh, if it had not been for the Russell Wilson trade. So Avalanche are certainly thanking that for going down now because uh, they uh, they, do that last night? they got smoked tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. And they beat your Islanders last night, but they almost gave it up with the Islanders too. Um, you know, listen. The way you got to sit there and look at it is that's a long season, too, and you're going to have ups and downs. And the Avalanche still need a goalie. Yeah, we'll see. 
No, I still like Darcy. They still Henry. need a goalie. They still need a goalie. Trust me, tonight he was awful again. He's okay. been pulled uh, uh, once or twice in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they need a goalie, and there's nobody to go get unless they go to Denver and pick up Matt Davis. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. By the way, he's going to be Calm my guest down. tomorrow, I believe. That's fine, but calm down, dude. The kid's gonna be a stud. He is gonna be a stud. Okay. Anyway, let's let's continue on because tonight I said what we're gonna do is kind of break down all four of the teams. And since we spent uh, the first few minutes um, talking about Colorado College, because that's where I spent the day. Tomorrow I'll spend the day at Denver, uh, watching practice and and going from there. Um, let's finish up with Colorado College. Um, I didn't know what to expect today, Paul, when I went there because I kind of felt like Chris Mayotte was going to have him where he had him. But on the other hand, I was going like, man, you guys just got smoked by Denver three times this year, didn't score a goal. And I didn't know what kind of mental state uh, the players are going to be in. And uh, when I got there, I did the Kazi interview first and Patrick is always smiling, laughing, having fun. And uh, he was still Patrick Causey. So I'm going like, okay, well, things must be pretty good. When Chris Mayak came into the media room to do his weekly press conference, um, he was the same Chris Mayotte, uh, maybe even more energetic if that's possible. So Colorado College is ready to play hockey. I hope North Dakota is because we know about their injuries. We know about their ups and downs. Um, we know what they played like last weekend. Um I don't know. It's going to be a great series. It's going to be a fantastic series. I would guess it's going to go three games. Well, um, I know this. This is this is going to. But if if it's going to go three games, it means CC wins the first one. Yes, sir. Um, you know, usually in a short series like that, the first game is the. The, the best chance the underdog has uh, out of the first two. And then when you get to a one-game, one-and-done situation, all bets are off. Uh, I'm going to be very curious to see uh, how uh, Coach Mayotte decides what to do with, in, for his goalie. And he was asked that today, and he said, not sure yet. No, he, no, he's not. I, I'm not surprised. And he, well, let's put it this way: he doesn't know yet publicly. Yeah, well, I don't know because you know, Chris, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and uh, he said, um, "I don't know yet." And then he thought for a minute. And he said, um, "Let me put it this way: we had a, a meeting just before I came in here with the other coaches, and..." Um, we're still thinking the same way we were thinking yesterday. Um, okay. That's, that, that's, that even, that confirms it even more. <laughs> they probably know. I'm sure they do. I'm sure and they do. Welcome to the one, net, Mr. Vernon. Uh, listen, um, one of the crazy things about, about this is we we get to decipher coach speak and 
that's what that is. That's coach speak for we know, but we're not telling anybody. It's not like that's, it's not. That's like why North I carry that bottle of truth serum I tell you about all the time. It's it's not like North Dakota hasn't seen both goalies. So yeah, I just think that Matt Vern is playing the. Uh, playing a little better right now not to take anything away from Dominic Bassey I just think the uh the confidence factor right now is uh in in Mike Vernon's favor that would be Mike not Mike not Mike Matt Matt Vernon Mike is his dad (laughs) but that would be great I'm sure they'd appreciate having him in that too (laughs) uh when's the last time he played a high level (laughs) Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so here's the fun part. Prediction time. North Dakota going to win it? Colorado College going to win it? Is there going to be an upset? Is it going to be chalk? Paul Hornstein, what do you say? You know, if it was a neutral site, you'd give the underdog. Uh, uh, I'm losing you. Is, your, is your sound down? or? No, if it was one game. Oh. I, I, I would say uh, the the odds are closer, but ha- how do you pick against North Dakota in that building? I don't know how you pick against them, but just remember that uh, they were heavy, heavy favorites against Minnesota Duluth last year mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. What did that one turn out? Uh, five overtimes? Yeah. So... Um, Nothing will surprise anybody Listen, at any point. I, I don't I'm, say I'm, CC doesn't have a chance, but come on. I mean, I, I, I'm going in North Dakota. People start sending your hate mail because oh, Paul's geez. predicting you. I'm predicting CC. I think CC. I think this is the upset weekend, um, the upset series. Uh, I don't think Miami has much of a chance, and I don't think anything else would be an upset. But that would be truly an upset, and uh, I think that would do wonders for the Colorado College program under Chris Mayotte. Well, I, I, I did Dr. Irvin did Dr. Irvin give you a check today? Is that what she did? <laughs> no, I didn't see her today. I was uh, I was just pretty much wandering around the, the Ed Robeson arena. Yeah, well clearly too much medication. <laughs> no, not that either. It was just, it was just, I was expecting a kind of a little downer vibe going like, oh, woe is us. Uh, here we go. We're going to get whooped. And it was just completely the opposite. The okay. team was loose. They were ready. They know exactly what they have to do to uh, combat anything that North Dakota can throw at them. And now it's just execution. Listen, I know one person you're going to get the hate mail from. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Oh, oh! Come on, thirteen bucks. <laughs> Send you know, it on. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not saying. All I'm saying, Paul, is that if there's going to be an upset, it's going to be this one because everything is ripe that's for it. The, that's not the same thing as what you said. You were picking C. You were I am picking CC. I think your black and gold pom poms, and you started waving them. Yes, and my black and gold shirt and hat and everything else that goes along with it. Chris Mayotte's done a fantastic job, and and I use. Guess what I do on Monday nights? I use my eyeballs. Today on Tuesday, I use my eyeballs. I see a team that has nothing to lose, can lay it all on the line. Every cliche cliche you want going against a team that's been up and down, hurt, 
had uh, guys in and out of the lineup because of the injuries, had guys uh, at, at uh, Olympic tournaments, had all these different things going, comes in as a number two seed. They think they should be the number one seed. And um, all these things coming together just, to me, brings the perfect storm. So, yeah, I'm picking Colorado College. Okay. All right. Let's uh, I let's take. I don't really know what else. I, 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 <laughs> you I just said okay, so it's time I, to move on. I made your statement about the. I made my statement about your pom poms, and that's it. <laughs> I love it. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's jump into Arizona State okay. and their final series at Oceanside against LIU. We'll be back in about two minutes. More than one hundred forty live games nation's best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a... Uh chilly but not yet snowing centennial colorado my co-host is always paul hornstein out in that uh, beautiful estate they call long island new york um paul i'm sender patrick cause to go by and take pictures of your house when he gets back okay (laughs) Uh, uh, i love it i love it i had such a good visit with that kid it's great uh time to move on we are moving on to arizona state arizona state playing their last series at Oceanside Ice Arena, and it's against LIU, which, Paul, stands for what? Uh, that would be Long Island University. Ah, so which the alma mater against the, uh, the the home state, the home city, the home island uh, crowd of yours. What say you about this weekend? Uh, I think this is an important weekend for this team. I mean, they are... Sending off 10 seniors, and I use that number because that's the number that they use. Um, I think these are two big games in the fact that you don't want to finish under 500. Did you have as good a year as you wanted to have? No. Uh, You didn't. But you, you don't want that sour taste of a losing record. Now, 500 doesn't feel great. And I I, I guarantee you, the coach would tell you the exact same thing. 
percent. You don't want to finish under five hundred. That that leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Um, you want to send if you're an underclassman, you want to send the seniors out the right way. I, I think, and even Coach Powers has brought this up to, to us, Paul, is that I think they also want to leave Oceanside on a high note. Um, it sounds stupid, but uh, that that really meant a lot to them. That was a place where they were able to get their start in NCAA hockey until they could get that new, beautiful, multi-purpose arena. And uh, they they are waiting to uh, to christen it, and as I say that, I'm watching the Coyotes and <laughs> and Detroit, and they're showing the new Coyotes home. They said at Arizona State University. Uh, oh my wrong. goodness! Oh wrong. my goodness! Wrong. Okay, take it away. That's not the Coyotes' home. That is the ASU building. That is an ASU building. It is an ASU hockey building. It is an ASU building that they will also use for gymnastics and wrestling. And the Coyotes just happen to be using it a few times a year. It's not their building. And by the way, those Coyotes are leading Detroit 9-2 to right now with 7.25 to go in the third period. I don't, want, um, I don't want to root for them to lose, but it <laughs> is what it is. I, I know. So, so the so seniors anyway, are going out. They're closing down Oceanside. What's LIU going to provide as an opponent, Paul? I don't know. I've seen seen them all over the map. I've seen them battle some really good teams for two-thirds of a game. And and just not have enough offense to win games. Uh, ASU's problem is not offense. ASU's problem uh, has been generally in their own end. And, you know, they they just, it's just like I said, you, just don't want, you don't want that bad taste in your mouth of finishing with a losing record. You want to go out and you want to, you want to have a winning, you, you don't want to have a, 500 is better than losing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the way you started the season because you played pretty well at points. It's kind of been a slide since that Minnesota State series, which uh, we all talked about because would it be an emotional uh, letdown after that series if you didn't uh, get at least a split? And maybe that was. I mean, I think maybe. at least partially he's got something to do with it. Maybe. But like I said, you don't want to end the season with a bad taste in your mouth. And uh, you, you, it, want it, you want there to be a somewhat sour taste in your mouth for the for the guys that are returning because you want them to kind of channel the anger or disappointment or whatever into the start of next season when you have an awful lot of home games in your new building and you know for the sake of the program are you going to have ups and downs yeah, I mean, would you like to be Denver and have 20 straight winning seasons? Of course. But you don't want to have losing seasons either. Yeah, and it's it, just, good. it just makes a difference. When, you know, if, when, it, when it, the season starts back up next year and the record is 
not below 500. It just makes a difference. It's a psychological difference. I get it. But it is what it is. And we know one thing. That roster, you just mentioned it, 10 seniors, that's going to be a half-year lineup is going to be turned over. It's going to be really interesting to see where these players come from. Uh, are they coming in as a freshman? Are there going to be some more portal uh, pickups? I well, will I don't say. think I don't think you're going to see too many teams uh, outside of Army and Air Force that don't pick up players from the transfer portal. I mean, we haven't really had a chance to see what the Ivy League schools do. Uh, they don't redshirt very often if at all. So you, you, you're you going to see them lose players probably. But yeah. the, the, you're not going to see a whole lot of teams that don't have, that don't pick up players from the transfer portal. You're just not. Yeah. It's uh and, and it's full. There's uh, still plenty of players in there that, yeah. that are looking to move uh, uh, just twisting it back a little bit to, to Brian Hawkinson this afternoon, but he, he played two years at Miami, Ohio, and then came uh, to CC. And, and I was asking him just about that. I said, man, you've seen everything. Uh, you've seen the world arena. You've seen uh, four different coaches, two at, two at Miami, two at yeah. Colorado college. You opened up a new building at, at Ed Robeson arena. You played at uh, um, in Oxford, at that arena, at KD Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I asked him about that, and then he said, I look at it as an experience and a way to get better. He said, every coach, every arena has taught me something new. And he said, I just kind of use it all as experience. Uh, one of these days, we'll get one of these guys that have gone through the, the transfer portal just to kind of give us a uh, we, thumbnail we sketch of what that's like. We had one. You missed Can we it. Ask that question. I don't remember. We, we haven't had him on the show, but I I visited with him, Cameron Wright at Denver. Okay. Well, he said I'm... he said the process coming. He he wanted to come to Denver, but right. to be honest with you, the vetting process at Denver they only took one person out of the portal. It was Cameron Wright, right. and uh, they examined everything about that kid uh, to see if he would be a fit for their program, and uh, he was a fit. He is a fit. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Does it happen that way at every school? No, no, it doesn't. See, these are these are the questions no, I'd like not. to ask, even if we don't get specific names. I, I mean, I assume that at some point the stories of the transfer portal, i.e., recruitment part two, will start to come out. And what you're what you're hearing, and, and Brian Hawkinson told me that today. You'll hear that on the player profile when it goes up. Um, but but he said. Uh, that when he entered the transfer portal, he was only in there about 24 hours because he said Coach Havland uh, at the time at Colorado College was all over it. And he said it made sense to him to come back home to Colorado and uh, and play at Colorado College. So that was uh, that was his story in the portal. And I think, I mean, we, we talked to Coach Powers about Sean Doogie. Remember that? He yeah. said that everybody was after Doogie and he said, I've got to throw my hat in the ring too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there there are going to be guys in there that everyone's going to chase, and then there are going to be guys that go in there and be like, oops. And, and I also think there's a third category, Paul. I think there's guys that maybe have tested the waters outside the portal, 
and kind of have a feel for, hey, I could go. Possibly I could go to this school. The coach uh, would like me. Um, and I haven't said anything to anybody yet or I haven't entered the portal, but I kind of know that if I do enter it, this is where I want to go. And this I'm is sure where they might just, want well, me. This is, this is, these are the, the questions I would love to ask. Without, yeah, and I don't know if you can do that question. without putting people on the spot. Uh, probably not, but they, if they're, you know, they're either going to say yes or no, or I can't answer. So uh, <laughs> it is what it is. So you might have to get somebody who's done playing. Yeah, that would be the smartest way to do it. Um, way, and, no... and I'll check on that. I think we've got some guys out there that might be interested in telling us that uh, side of the story. Okay, so we know Arizona State uh, needs two wins to, to get to 500. Um we know that it's kind of been a struggle down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I don't think when the schedule was made, Paul, that that Coach Powers thought he would be playing out the string with their quotes around it. I thought he might be using these games to prepare for a national tournament. Well, yeah, I mean, there definitely were high expectations going into the season. Um, they haven't played out. Um, you know, uh, We'd all would love to have seen it been better, but you know, in in the end, you are what your record says you are, and being five hundred is better than not. Um, there, it is going to be a whole new dynamic for that team next year because of all the players they are losing. I have my ideas, some of them obvious, some of them not, about the guys that will step up or will likely step up as team leaders next year. But we have to kind of wait and see. Absolutely. That's a great way to end this part of the segment. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about that game, that series that you're going to see for us uh, at the Tape Rink in uh, West Point, New York, Air Force and Army. We'll be back in two minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. Who's old now?
Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, it's time to talk Air Force and their next opponent, which is a best-of-three series in the quarterfinal round of the Atlantic Hockey Tournament, which you are going to be in attendance at. Well, that's the plan anyway. You know, um, I, I, when I get up there, I'll, I'll, I'll feel better. But uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, you know, um, you know, life happens. So I never like to say that it's going to happen, but uh, that, that is the that's plan. That's the plan right now. That's the plan. Um, Air Force uh, thrilled to have had the week off and uh, been able to prepare this week like a normal game week. Thrilled to be playing Army. Um, everybody on both sides of this uh, this one are excited about it. And the biggest reason is the winner of this is going to ensure a service academy team in the Final Four of the Atlantic Hockey Tournament. Well, I, listen, you're, you're excited about it because you want to beat your rival. The, the, yeah, the, but you also the, want to advance. advance. Well, the advancing is the bonus, but you want to beat your rival. And uh, two teams that will basically mirror each other. You know, they scored about the same amount of goals on the season. Uh, Air Force has given up a few more than Army. Okay. Um, and as you would expect in a game in a series that's likely to be tight, you can you and and on top of that, the fact that it's the playoffs. Who's going to make the fewer mistakes, the senior Alex Schilling or the freshman Gavin Abrick? That's. <laughs> That's you know, what it comes down to. That's what it's going to, when, when two teams are even, isn't that, isn't that always the case? Who commits the, uh, the fewest neutral zone turnovers? Who, uh, who has the, the puck bounce their way? I mean, cause some of that is happening. Puck too. luck. <laughs> you know, um, you know what I'm interested in seeing Paul and you'll be able to tell me this firsthand. Um, but I, I'm interested to see, the maturing process from Air Force. Frank has told us, and Coach Frank Saratori has told us all year long and reminded anybody that had ears that his team was very, very young. Um, when I visited with Chad Demers last week at Air Force, Chad told me that uh, he thinks that their team is now ready to start turning the corner and winning those close games. And I said, uh, Chad, I said, is that something that as a coach you look at and it happens because of maturity or is that something that you can actually teach a young player? And he said, no, he said, I think we can teach it. He said, we go over things and, and we show guys, this is where you were when this play happened and you can't be in that spot again. And uh, they go through the little things. So I'm anxious to see how this last two weeks of preparation for air force has got those young guys ready to see if they can actually close out a game and win it. Well, see the crazy thing about these two teams is, the there's two different levels of maturity, right? 
there's that level of maturity on the ice as a hockey player, which you don't know at what point they'll get to that. And then, of course, you have the maturity off the ice, which we know they all have. Just as they get through the day and actually get to practice. Yeah, 100%. Like nobody else, trust me, like nobody else. And um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not. I, I have been to West Point for football games. It was a long time ago. Um, I, I'm not even sure I was in double digits when my dad used to take me up there a few times. Um, so I'm very much looking ex- forward to the atmosphere in the building. And you know that these coaches will have them prepared for everything. Whether or not it gets executed or not is obviously that's the difference. the difference in who wins and who loses. Yep. But they're not going to be surprised by anything. Well, I can tell you right now, at least uh, from what I've been been told from, from people, is that you are going to be welcomed with open, ar- open arms by both sports information directors and both head coaches. They are looking forward to you. Being there, they look forward to the coverage from ITHSW and the well, podcast and they, all that they, good stuff. They that's just they silliness. are thrilled to have us there. They really are. That's just silliness. It's true. Uh, it's true. I've gotten text messages and, and emails today. They are uh, awaiting your arrival because they understand uh, that anybody that covers college hockey is uh, is royalty to them. Well, they just flat out don't, don't get enough. Me. I'm just a peasant. They just flat out don't get enough coverage. So don't well, let us down, that. Paul. Be the royalty. <laughs> uh, I, I could never replace you. You are the royalty. I am just. Uh, anyway, so Air Force and Army Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if necessary. Uh, as I said earlier, the winner will get to advance to the final four of Atlantic hockey. And then, as you know, and has been in the past, anything can happen. I said it last night again. The, uh, the the chances of upsets this year are greater than ever before. So do not be surprised. Care to make a prediction on this one, Paul? I don't make predictions are your job. I, I didn't want to make the <laughs> CC prediction. I, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my prediction. Um, I'm going Air Force. I think Alex Schilling is the difference in this one, and that's a big step. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be a great big difference. It's just going to be enough of a difference to keep them playing one more weekend. Well, we'll see, right? I mean, that's where you look first. Hold on a minute. My phone is buzzing. It's Brian Riley. I'm sorry, Brian. Know. Just as long as they know I'll be there for two weeks. I don't know if I – I mean, I still have to get up at 4.30 on Monday morning. So <laughs> – Well, you'll uh, be home by then. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know the last game starts – I really just don't know how I'm going to feel. I know the last game on Sunday, if they play, it starts at 5. But um, we'll yeah. see. Like I said, 4.30 is really early on Sunday – on Monday morning. Oh, and we lose an hour, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. I love it though. It's gonna be it's gonna be sunlight a little later in the day. Oh, oh, throw yeah, me. I'm, I'm down uh, with that. 
Okay, let's take one more quick break. Let's come back and talk about the number three ranked team in the country, the Denver Pioneers. We'll break that down, and then we'll conclude the show with a bracket presentation from our own Paul Hornstein. We will be back in two minutes. Screw this up. (laughs) Okay. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is. Welcome back in, hockey fans. It is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's our weekly staple, the show that started it all on the podcast scene. Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. Paul Hornstein, my co-host as always, out on Long Island, New York. Paul, we've got one team left that we cover in NCAA hockey, and that would be the Denver Pioneers. Your thoughts on the Denver Pioneers who will face the number eight uh, seeded team in NCHC hockey, the uh, Miami Redhawks. Well, there's, there's two things you have to look out for. First of all, uh, Miami has played much better in the last month of the season, the last three weeks of the season. Okay. Um, and that pretty much started um, right around the time they played Denver. Okay. In Oxford, um, by the way. Yeah, in, in Oxford. Um, so, you know, have they won a lot of games since then? No. But they've been much more competitive. I mean, since they got blown out uh, in mid-January by, by uh, St. Cloud, at St. Cloud, 19-1 to 1 over the weekend. And, and that's advantage Olympic ice sheet. Well, yeah. Plus but, some. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, you know, getting to a national championship game the year before might have 
help St. Cloud too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, uh, they've played even even if it hasn't always resulted in wins, especially on the road. Uh, they've been a much better team. And let's face it, okay, this is not a knock against Magnus Krona or your latest man crush, Matty Davis. Matt Davis. Go, Matty Davis. Go. Okay. But, okay, I mean, uh, the advantage in the most important spot going into this best of three series, and really the only box that you would check for Miami is a goaltender. And yeah, and, well, to, I mean, it's, and it's not that's not a knock on Magnus Krohn. It's just not. Well, you know, you'd make that to... decision probably with anybody in the NCHC, especially this year. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it well, it was last year, too, when he was a freshman. Yeah. He, was, he was first team all conference goalie on the last place team. Might happen again this year. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't think so, but it will be. But yeah. It, I hear what you're saying. So, so let let me tell you what I think. I think that uh, initially I was going for for Denver's sake. They might want to play Colorado College, who they have owned this year. Um, but now that they're facing Miami, I've had a little bit of change of heart and think that maybe this is exactly what um, Miami needs or uh, Denver needs is Miami. And I'll tell you why. And it was reiterated today. Somebody told me today that Denver is the best team that they played all year long, and they thought they were probably the best team in the country is as far as they went with it. They said they have one weakness. And I said, jeez, tell me. And they said, I think they're a bit soft. They don't like to be hit. They don't want to hit. Anybody like to be hit? No, but, but they don't want to. That's the way to get to Denver. But, they, but he also, the person that told me this also said, that does not work if you're behind. So, so you've got to get a lead on them and then hit them. And then they think that you have an advantage. Well, so that was one man's way. opinion, but let's put it this way, Miami. If you want a puncher's chance to win this series, you better stay out of the penalty box and you better score first, because if you get behind, you got problems. I mean, this team is deep, deep, and then deeper. And, Paul, let me – and I think I've told you this before off air, but let me say it on air because uh, I think it means something to people that have watched the uh, NCHC for a number of years. Um, 05, 06, 07, 08, that era back then when I was covering North Dakota hockey um, – there was a, a lineup at North Dakota that was just off the charts. And you know who I'm talking about. Taves, Duncan, right. Oshie. Just go down the list. They had they had stars. And they went through the season kind of like what Denver's gone through the season. And they got into the Frozen Four, and they lost in the opening round. And, um, and it was not because they were not good enough. It's like they were missing one element. Well, that element was the fourth line. 
They had three really good lines that could beat anybody in the country. But that fourth line is what they were missing. And uh, when you're going down the stretch in playoffs and one and dones, you need everybody. Well, what I see from this Denver team after watching them all year long is they have four lines. There's times, Paul, that I can't tell which is one, two, three, or four on the ice. And sometimes I'll look on the ice, Paul, and I'll say, what the heck happened to Gutman, Brink, and Savoy? Because I don't see them. Are they hurt? Are they sitting them? This this is what you need to know. When you go through their, 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 their lineup and you look at the guys that are the quote unquote fourth line guys. Okay. And then you look all the way in the stat sheet and you look all the way in the last column where it's got those little math symbols. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> math those symbols. guys. <laughs> those are known as plus and minus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. You're not big on that, but I love it. Um, when you look at those guys, that number in that column is not that far behind the guys with the big goal numbers. Yeah. So what that says is when those guys are on the ice, you're not giving up anything. Yeah, a lot of times you're gaining something from some of those guys. Um, Um, Let me also tell you this. The the The, only other thing, and I don't think it'll affect them so much now, And I'm not, and, and and this is just me reaching here, because their young defense has played in big, big games in big spots, like World Juniors and 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 those kinds of things. So that's just kind of me really, really reaching to find a quote weakness or something to look out for. It's just a giant stretch because these guys, especially as a unit, are as good as anybody. I'll tell you that's not a giant stretch. Is uh, uh, We don't know about Sean Barron's, probably not playing this weekend. We don't know about Auntie Tuomisto, probably right. not playing this weekend. Right. Uh, they didn't play last weekend, and they didn't nope. have any problems. Nope. But uh, the longer you go without them, the probably more difficult it's going oh, to yeah. be. You want listen. You so want. So they want to get them back. back. Of course they do. That's that, that's ridiculous to, to think otherwise. But um. You know, but let me honest. also tell you somebody that stood out, Paul Shy Buyum. He has made one of the biggest leaps I have seen from beginning of the year till end of year on the defensive end in a lo- in almost any team I've ever seen. Well, you know, listen. He's another guy who's played in, in big spots, like I said. Uh, Shattuck St. Mary's. <laughs> yeah. USHL. Well, it's just, and, and, you know, he's played in, the, most of these guys have played in these big, giant international tournaments. Um, when, you play, when, you, when you're at that level good where you're playing regular minutes at Denver. And, you know, how much more, quote, intimidating can it be than to go play at North Dakota? Or some of the other places that Denver has played here to go play at Providence or Boston College or play at Western Michigan. 
Yeah, exactly. And they now uh, are not considered freshmen anymore. They are now uh, on their way to the sophomore class because they've played enough games to uh, gain that experience and, and the depth. So depth will be the key for Denver. Scoring first and scoring often will be the key to Denver. Um, they they can't. They don't want to trail. They don't, they're don't. they good all the no, way through, can't. but they don't like to trail. You can't, you can't fall behind this team. You just can't. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm hoping to uh, to be able to see a little bit more of Red Savage this weekend. I got to see him for half of a period uh, at Colorado College. So both the Savage brothers are on my radar for this weekend. And hopefully tomorrow I get to visit with uh, Matt Davis and Justin Lee, the outstanding defenseman uh, for uh, that doesn't get enough credit in my estimation for Denver. So That'll be the scouting report. I'll also be at practice tomorrow for Denver and have a little bit on that as well. Um, okay. So with prediction time, I say Denver wins in two and uh, advances to the frozen face-off. So if you want to know my predictions for the three teams that are still playing in tournament play, I have Colorado College, I have Air Force, and I have Denver. Walla-la, right? <laughs> going out on a limb except for that that Colorado College one. Yeah. But supporting all of the teams right here in our coverage area. That's what you do. Where you wrote bomb bombs. All right. Is. We'll we'll play the game, see what happens. Okay. That's, now see, it's that's... time. Now it's time because our own Paul Hornstein has made a bracket and he's gonna he's gonna tell us who the number one seeds are is what we're gonna start who's the number one seeds in each region, and then we'll go from there. So, Paul, take it away. All right. Well, first of all, and and, and I'm not the only guy that does this, and, and I just follow along with what they say the, the itinerary is for the NCAA. So the first thing you're going to do is, right, you know at, at this moment your team's 1 through 15, and there are a couple of things that they'll look at. One, uh, home ice. If you're hosting – if your school is hosting and you get in a tournament, uh, i.e. Denver at Loveland, okay, you're there. So that will affect the other teams that are in that bracket. Okay. And, I mean, this is not that hard. I'm just saying this is what I think it would be now under the current pairwise. Okay. Um, and the four ones would be Minnesota State. Michigan, Denver, and Minnesota. That other maroon and gold team. One of your favorites, by the way. One of my favorites, yeah. Um, and if you play it out, right, um, there's not a lot of switches that have to be made if you snake it through. So right now, the committee will be like, yeah, this is easy. This is nice. <laughs> so far. Well, so, so far. far. And if you do it, and if you... And if you line it up strictly by the numbers, you actually at this point would only have to change one game or one slot because they also don't want teams from the same conference playing in that first round. Yeah, good point. But they but they love them playing in the second round. <laughs> the second round is different. You can't help that. So Okay, that so there's your first case. rounder. Do you, do you got particular spots? I know Denver would be in, in Loveland, but where would you send the other three? Do you have well, that? Based it just based on the brackets, all right. Putting the number one seed bracket against the number four seed bracket, lining it up that way. However, you want to do it, whether you're sending them to Allentown or whatever. Okay, um, 
And so if you break that down, and I think they will end up sending Michigan to Allentown because it's a Big Ten hosted school. Although you could make the case for for the for that other maroon and gold team, but then it doesn't line up necessarily. And I don't know when they get to the Frozen Four. Uh, I think that the way I look at the bracket, it, it it's done that way. So it would make sense um, to do it this way. Um, so you have one half the bracket. You have uh, one regional Minnesota State, Quinnipiac, Notre Dame, and AIC, or Atlantic Hockey, whatever team ends up coming out of that conference. Right, uh, and that can, would we be just, can we just say Air Force just for the fun of it? Well, whatever you can say, whatever you'd like. I'm just no, thank you, appreciate that. No problem. And that regional would be paired off with uh, the regional with that other maroon and gold team as the one seed, uh, and they would be boxed in with St. Cloud, Michigan Tech, and Northeastern. So those first two brackets, that first side of the bracket. You have four different teams, four different conferences, so we're good there. Okay. Um, the other two regionals, the, the the regional where Michigan would be the number one seed, if you did it straight by line, it would be Michigan as the one, North Dakota as the two, Duluth as the three, and Ohio State as the four, but since you don't want, you can't, they don't want first round conference matchups, we would substitute out Ohio State for UMass Lowell. Oh, sign me up for that one because if you want to put North Dakota and Michigan in the same bracket and then also have Minnesota Duluth go against North Dakota in the first round, sign me. Well, actually, up. You'd, have to, you'd have to switch that because you, once again, there's a first round matchup. So yeah. you'd have to switch Duluth and UMass. Yeah. Uh, if Which is probably probably what happened because we don't know what's going to happen with Duluth at this point. Right. And you might even have to send Duluth to the Notre Dame regional to where we had Notre Dame because there are no other NCHC teams in that league, in that regional. So you swap out Notre Dame for Duluth. And you'd have Notre Dame, North Dakota, and Michigan against uh, UMass Lowell in that four, for that four teams. Boy, you can't let, have first-round matchups. Let me tell you, if it worked out that way where North Dakota and Michigan were in the same regional, oh, the whining that would be going across college hockey would be intense. Oh my goodness! Okay, so I'm that leads us to chaos. the. I'm, I'm all for. It. I know you are. I know you are. So that leaves us the West Regional here in Loveland, Colorado, right. the beautiful Budweiser Event Center. I will be there. Who am I going to see, Paul? Well, you're going to see uh, Denver, obviously. Your favorite, Western Michigan. Oh God, really? You're going to send them my way again? That it's that's the only way it works. It's the only way oh, it works. Man. The defending champion UMass and because you have to switch around you'd have Ohio State as the fourth team in that region hello pioneers sign me up for that one and so, everybody in Denver would be cheering up a storm 
They what they what they don't want, Paul, is they do not want North Dakota coming here because they want the home ice advantage, and they realize that if North Dakota comes to the Loveland Regional, they will bring about ten thousand fans with them. So what you'd have is this: in, in, on one side you'd have Minnesota State, Quinnipiac, Duluth, and okay, uh, and one of the service academies. How about that? Yeah. How about Air Force? Okay. Um. The other side of that. I'm cheering for Alex bracket. Schilling, man. I, I want Alex Schilling to get a shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other maroon and gold team, St. Cloud, uh, Michigan Tech, and Northeastern. Okay. And then uh, the two that we just mentioned, so it would be Michigan, um, Notre Dame. I mean, M- Michigan, North Dakota, Notre Dame. And UMass Lowell, Denver Western, UMass, and Ohio State. And man, oh man, if you're playing, if if you're the one seed playing any of those four seeds, no matter how you switch it around, chaos. You're, you're, you're. I guarantee you, there'll be at least, as as there has been for the last decade, at least one four seed beating a one seed going into the regional finals. That is parody at its finest. And, of course, the change this year, Paul, is there's a day off in between. Uh, so they'll they'll get a day of rest between the, the first round and the second round um, in, in each regional, which is kind of cool. I think that's that's good because it's one and done. And you know what? Let's get the best teams in the in the best positions. It's not – we wouldn't have to go through an endurance thing on this one. We can just go that route. Um, well, the other thing is, and I've seen people complain about this already – is the times for these regional games. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to that. What's going on? In the past, you've had sometimes you've had two, sometimes as many as three games going on at the same time. This year, if I read it correctly, um, Disney is making each game an individual game. So you're going to have some games that start at noon. And you're going to have... And they'll be the only game going on. So... So, as Paul Hornstein would say, where's the problem with that? I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I, I know I you had, don't. I didn't say I had the problem. Yeah, I know. There are people <laughs> complaining about it already. Because you'd like to see every single game if you could at different like times. That, you know, some of us have to work, but, you know, hey. Uh, I love it. Okay, a couple of uh, notable NHL things uh, t- to get after. I told you already about the Avalanche losing. Uh, Vegas lost again. Oh, goodness. They might not make the playoffs if they're not careful. Um, they're number th- stop, third stop, seed stop, stop. in the West right now, and stop. they're falling farther behind Calgary every day. Stop it. Um, so that might be a challenge. I'm I'm serious. And second of all, I don't know if you saw they 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 won a game the other day on a last second, literally last second, a goal from Jack Eichel, and then Max Pacioretty tackled him around the neck. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, in the celebration that that was not in the cards. Don't tackle me around the neck. I just had neck surgery. 
Um, but he's back playing tonight and it got a lot of shots and looking better and better. So that's a good thing. The big return to Buffalo is Thursday. Also shout out to, uh, AM 34, Mr. Austin Matthews and, uh, and his trainer, Boris, skating coach, Boris Dorzenko, who just had a birthday, by the way. So I said, uh, happy birthday, Boris. And uh, AM 34, now over 40 goals already. He had a hat trick again tonight, his sixth hat trick. And uh, I believe he's at 42 now on the season. 43. 43 on the season. Yeah. <laughs> AM 34, rocking it. Absolutely love it. Congratulations, Austin. Keep up the hard work and, and keep the success rolling. Well, I mean, listen, you're you, he has shot at 60. Oh, yeah. The way, yes, the, he the does. way he's going. I mean, I mean, they they have what do they have? They're 50, they they have 20 games left. Paul, he came off, he came off the season with the wrist surgery, so didn't even get a, a full start to the season, really. Um, I don't remember how many games he missed uh, right off the get-go, but he, anyway, he was playing with a bad wrist that was still wasn't strong enough, really, and now he's improved it, and he still scored 43 goals with 20 games remaining? Good Lord. That's a machine is what that is. Yeah, well, the machine is great. Talk to me when it becomes a best of seven because that's all the only thing anybody will care about. <laughs> I know. You want to put a different jersey on them. Even if it means playing in the multi-purpose arena, you want to put that jersey on them. Well, yeah, I would love to put the, the that home team building, that home <laughs> building jersey on. I'd love to see him wear a pitchfork. It'd be great. He's wore that before, you know. I know. <laughs> Just not in the game. No, uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, and one anyway, year too, one year too late. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, he he wouldn't have been there anyway. He's just way too talented for NCAA you, hockey. You, but you can you can, that's another you can say that I can I can think about it if I want. Yeah, absolutely, you can. You're you're privileged to do that. So here it is, folks. Playoff hockey. Paul Hornstein has got us covered up in West Point. Uh, I will be at um, Magnus Arena for that battle. Um, Chris Mayotte is going to give us a, a little scouting report when it's all said and done on their season after uh, the weekend at North Dakota. And um, we don't have anybody at Arizona State, so we're just going to have to kind of follow along on the on the stream, I guess, and figure out what's going on at Arizona State this I year. I have to kind of figure out how to do that not being at home this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be, be uh, it's going to be interesting. But um, I'll get my reports. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And, of course, uh, the start of the ACHA tournament, our own Stephen Marsh flying into St. Louis tomorrow. He will be there uh, the entire week. I will see him on Monday for the final four in the ACHA, it sounds like. And uh, Stephen will be bringing us stuff. We'll be doing some live stuff somewhere, some platform. So just stay tuned to Twitter. I will update it as soon as uh, we have final word on whether it's a podcast or an Instagram Live or whatever it is. But we'll give you an update every night of the ACHA tournament as well. And we will say good night on that note. Take it away, Paul Hornstein. College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer State Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf. Our one of a kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota. 
serving the Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor area since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Black Bear Diners, whether it's our Friday fish fry or prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your nearest location at blackbeardiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Come and get our slow smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. M-Drive. Refine your drive and don't let your age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And if you want to take one minute to uh, tell everybody about your little snafu on the Super 16, go ahead and do it. Make everybody in Denver feel really good about themselves. Um, well, if they need me to feel good about themselves, that, that's a bigger problem. But <laughs> no, I screwed up. And, and I didn't realize it until we actually went through it last night. Um, and... Uh, I meant to have Denver be third and Quinnipiac be fifth. Well, I can hear the roar. I'm seven miles away from Magnus Arena. I can hear the roar right now. They're all applauding you for that bold move. And when when it when it came up, I'm like, ah, do I just go with it and and, and, and fight it and yeah. just sit bit and dig my heels in, or do I sound like a complete moron? <laughs> Um, you dug your heels in. You did a great job defending your Super 16. And it's even a classier move to come out and say, that's not what I meant. Here's what I meant. So congratulations yeah, on that. We love it. Uh, everybody here in Denver I know loves it. Uh, big college hockey weekend. We have you covered. Make sure you tune in on uh, Sunday night when Paul and I will bring all the recap to you. And uh, hopefully we won't have Chris May out Sunday night because I think he'll be playing in a game. To, uh, to clinch his spot in the frozen faceoff, but uh, we'll have him on uh, and talk well, about it. By yeah, the I way, don't... shout out to Chris. He's at the Colorado uh, Colorado High School State Tournament tonight. He wanted to come on, but he said, hey, I can't do it from the high school championship game. I got to be at that. Yeah, no, he has to do that. And Like I said, I don't know <laughs> what where I'm going to be Sunday. Um, I do have to kind of be an adult and be responsible as much as I hate it. Um, cause I really, and I really don't expect either team up there to sweep, but it is what it is. As long as everybody understands, um, then I'll feel better it can't about be it. Everywhere can't be everywhere. 
So, yeah, so. It, it is what it is. Uh, we we expect that you will do just fine, no matter what how it turns out. You do what you got to do. I'm doing what I got to do. I Lord know. knows I would love to be at ACHA tournament, but we all know why I'm not there. And um, that's a, a story for another month because it'll take me a month to tell you. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I will let you know that uh, that's what's going on. Tune into uh, the Twitter accounts to keep up with everything. And uh, I will put out as much as I can when I know exactly what's happening. Um, but safe travel, Stephen Marsh. Get yourself there. Safe travels, Paul Hornstein. Get yourself to West Point. And uh, I got seven miles to go, so no complaints on my end. That's a fantasy. That's what I dream about, those short, nice short commutes. But anyway. <laughs> All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. <laughs>